0: Greetings and salutations, thank you for lending an ear to the Voice of the Times for Monday November 13, 2023. For today's editorial. Are we ready for the next El Niño? The World Meteorological Organization is predicting a strong El Niño beginning the end of November that could last until March next year. And the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says there is a 35% chance that we could be in for a Super El Niño, whose impact could be far more devastating. Spawned by the abnormal warming of the strip of the Pacific Ocean along the equator, an El Niño grows into a weather anomaly that affects the planet's climate system, triggering prolonged dry spells in one region and severe rainfall in another. With climate change pushing up global temperatures, El Niño episodes have become more intense, ratcheting up their potential to wreak destruction. The Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration Pegasa, Projects that between 2020 and 2050, all areas in the country will get warmer. That increases the chances of longer and more severe dry spells and droughts. There have been three Super El Niños since 1950, when meteorologists began to track changes in sea surface temperatures. The last was in 2016, which was also the hottest year on record. The year 2023 could break that record after new temperature highs were set in October, climatologists believe the fourth Super El Niño is imminent. If that happens, the Philippines could be among the countries that will feel its full impact. The 2015-2016 El Niño triggered droughts that parched more than 556,000 hectares of farmland and left 15.2 billion pesos worth of damage. It also led to food scarcity and reduced fish harvests. Several provinces were forced to declare a state of calamity, The El Niño also pulled down the country's gross domestic product and set back the fight against poverty. So, is the Philippines prepared for the next Super El Niño? Last week, Pagasa said 47 provinces will start experiencing dry spells or dry conditions as rainfall drops by 21 to 60 percent. This may adversely affect the different climate-sensitive sectors such as the water resources, agriculture, energy, health, public safety and other key sectors. PAGASA officer-in-charge Nathaniel Servando said. Vulnerable Areas Identifying the vulnerable areas is just the first step in setting up a response, specifically for so-called slow-onset events like a drought, which does not occur as frequently or rapidly as typhoons or floods, yet could be more destructive. Developing a disaster risk response for slow-onset events has not been the government's strong suit. Despite the huge losses from the 2016 El Niño, The Duterte administration slashed the proposed 2019 funding for climate change from 267.09 billion pesos to a meager 63.6 billion pesos. The Marcos government appears to be more sensitive to the fallout from climate change. The Department of Agriculture has prepared an El Niño mitigation plan, which includes cloud seeding, using drought-resistant crops and adjusting the planting calendar. The Philippines already has in place the roadmap to address the impact of El Niño, RAIN, which in 2016 helped stabilize food prices and supplies by supporting crop production in unaffected or mildly affected regions. But more needs to be done. A study published by the Yale School of the Environment recommends the development of a new policy instrument that would support a more anticipatory DRR cycle. Government efforts in climate adaptation must be done with the participation of non-government institutions such as the private sector, people's organizations and members of the vulnerable communities themselves, the study suggested. Local governments must gain access to additional financing as they are the ones representing the people who are most vulnerable to disasters. Perhaps it is also time to rewrite the rules governing the Quick Response Fund, which is primarily designed for post-disaster response so it could be made available for slow-onset events. There is also a proposal to make the Popol Survival Fund more accessible to communities most threatened by El Niño. Climate Change Commission Vice Chairman Robert Borea acknowledged that the people must be made more aware of climate risks and how they can avoid them. More accurate drought forecasts and advisories, climate updates and water supply assessment reports will keep the public better informed.